Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and happy Saturday. Welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast. I am your host, John Jackson, and we begin today's podcast by looking back on yesterday's live commentary of the most anticipated event of the week, the inaugural TalkSport trophy. Adrian Durham's TalkSport All-Stars triumphed over Alan Brazil's breakfast side on penalties after the two teams couldn't be separated in normal time. Here's how the 36-goal thriller played out live and exclusive on TalkSport. Bought you 500 commentaries last season on the TalkSport network, but as football matches go, they don't get much bigger than this. The TalkSport trophy. Long-range effort from Rushton, cut out, and now on to Darren Ambrose. Up the other end, oh. skips the challenge of Rushton. Inside to oh. Darren Ambrose, and there's the opening goal. The TalkSport All-Stars take the lead. Their manager, Adrian Durham, punches the air and Alan Brazil looks absolutely exasperated there inside to Jennings oh. good effort great save again from the Moose and behind I think for a goal kick breakfast can counter into Dean Saunders oh. brilliant finish he rolls good back finish. the ears is Ben Fletcher oh. what a finish <laughs> look at that the newsreader puts himself in the headlines the shirt came over his head not a great sight that was and there is full time in the TalkSport oh, trophy, what a game! It's finished. TalkSport Breakfast 18, TalkSport All Stars 18, and that means there'll be a penalty shootout. And to win it for the TalkSport All Stars, Ben Fletcher is newsreader Ben Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> Can he put himself We're in the headlines? Hear the end of First this. story in the bulletin. Here he comes, Ben Fletcher, right-footed, oh! and he scores! Oh! <laughs> Well, the All-Stars take the win! The worst penalty of the lot! I know! The worst! <laughs> Adrian Durham and Darren Bent take the trophy and lift it to the sky! The winners of the TalkSport Trophy 2023 are the TalkSport All-Stars. Well, another huge game that took place on the TalkSport network yesterday was England's second Women's World Cup group game as Serena Wiegmann's Lionesses triumphed over Denmark down under. Here's how the game sounded live on TalkSport. Great feet, wide for it short, into the corner! Lauren James scores in a major tournament for England! 
What a moment for the Chelsea forward. It's a wonderful goal. What a finish from Lauren James. And we saw her in the Arnold Clark Cup this year. She got the player of the tournament, MVP, scored a lot of goals, you know, in that tournament. And now Lauren James has to play every minute of every game for me for England. Kira Walsh had to make a good interception on the stretch. And is she hurt here, Kira Walsh? She's gone down and it could be a massive blow for England's World Cup hopes if Kira Walsh is to potentially struggle to come back anytime soon. When England now with Russo, lovely turn by Russo. There were three in attack here. Russo darting up the middle to her right is Kelly Russo. Rifles it wide. And England are closing in on a place in the knockout stages of the Women's World Cup. It is two wins from two. Final score in Sydney, England one, Denmark nil. Serena, I can't start without saying congratulations for the win, but I think the thoughts are on everyone's mind is, is how is Kira Walsh and, and have you managed to speak to her? Yeah, yeah. of course we're very happy with the win and yes, it's a, it's a very disappointing uh, situation that Kira had to go out the way she had to go out. Um, she's, she's, she's doing well, she's, I talked to her, but uh, yeah, we don't know yet what's going on. She's obviously very disappointed, as are you and the team. Are you thinking, you know, could that be a big blow going forward or do you just first of all need to know obviously what's going on and, and what injuries she's sustained? Yeah, <coughs> yeah, of course, we first need to know uh, what's going on, but she doesn't go off the pitch uh, very easily. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it was really disappointing she had to go off the pitch, of course, and the way she had to go off the pitch. I think as a team we picked it up uh, really well. And uh, we, we had to find our feet uh, again, but uh, I think we did great. Uh, we showed some resilience and at the end, uh, yeah, we showed that we can fight too. And your thoughts on the overall performance compared to Haiti? Have you seen an improvement, do you think? I think it was a total different game. And um, I think also in this game that we had the first half and the second half were a little different. I think we started really well. We played very well. And in that, in that part of the game, we scored that goal and we were really pressing and had... He had the ball most of the time in the game. Uh, then we got a little bit sloppy. Um, they uh, they got some counterattacks, and th and then of course Kira got injured, and then we had to find our way again. And I think the second half we still had possession. Uh, they they changed their their press uh, a couple of times, and yeah, well at the end is what I said. It just became a fight. And we just really wanted to keep the nil, and that's what we did. I just want to get your thoughts on Lauren James as well. Obviously, she's uh, she came and made an impact against Haiti. You've then started her, and she's repaid you with a, a wonderful goal. Just how good is she, and has she announced herself on the world stage with that? Yeah, she has had a good game. You, see, you could tell that she was enjoying herself. I think the whole team was uh, enjoying themselves uh, on the pitch uh, that uh, that part of the game. And uh, I, I think this game fit, fitted her too because, you know, Denmark dropped a little deeper. They make the spaces really tight and she's really good in tight spaces. Um, so that helped and that, that helped other players too. Uh, so, um, yeah, we were happy with uh, the way we played. And depending on the result of the other game tonight, you could potentially qualify. Does that change if you do qualify the way that you look at the game against China? Or, you know, is it just about you guys and what you're doing in that game? Yeah, I haven't been thinking about that yet. Uh, we're first now recovering from this game. And, and then tomorrow, when we know everything, we're gonna, going to uh, review this game and then prepare ourselves for China. To cricket now, and it was another action-packed day of Ashes action at the Oval. Here's Talk Sports John Norman to sum up the proceedings.
What a day's cricket we've had here at the Oval today. It started out with Australia, you felt well on top of the game. 61 for one after England had posted what seemed like a, a bit of a wasteful 283 yesterday. But Australia, I don't know if they've just set their alarms late or whatever, but they just never got going. Just 54 runs in the first 26 overs of play. Marnus Labashain, Stuart Broad just getting into uh, the batter's minds possibly. But in the end, he was dismissed for nine in that morning session. He'd faced 82 deliveries. Uh, Australia essentially invited the pressure and they got it. Straight after the lunch break, Stuart Broad with a wicket in both of his first two overs. Uh, first off, Kawaja, LBW, then head caught behind. 127 for four now, and England uh, were back in the game. Uh, Marsh, one ball after smashing a six, um, was in, inside edged onto his own stumps. Jimmy Anderson with his first wicket of the match. A huge roar here from the player as well as the crowd. And then uh, England took another two quick ones. Carey, six and out from him as well. He smashed on straight to Stokes at extra cover. Mitchell Stark bounced out for seven. 185 for seven at that stage. Still 98 adrift of England. And England thought they might have a healthy first innings lead. It wasn't to be a moment of real controversy uh, with a run out involving Steve Smith that actually should have gone England's way but didn't. Smith in the end top edge for 70 and then Todd Murphy came in and whacked Mark Wood for three sixes on the way to 34. Australia in the end did go past England's first innings uh, first inning score but just by the 12 runs they've just been bowled out for 295 it's a one innings game at the end of the Ashes in the fifth test don't go anywhere on days three and four updates throughout talk sport and of course the inquest with myself and Harmy it's been a brilliant day's cricket England will hope for an even better one tomorrow. Australia bowled out for 295. Straight to boxing now, and after his run out in the TalkSport trophy, TalkSport's boxing expert Spencer Oliver looked ahead to this weekend's huge fight. It's Errol Spence Jr. taking on Terence Crawford, and it's for the undisputed welterweight world title in Las Vegas. It takes place in the wee hours of Sunday morning, and the former European champion also gave his thoughts on Conor Ben, claiming that UK anti-doping have cleared him to box once again. Guys, this is one of the best fights in the last 20, 30 years. You know, it's a fight that we've all wanted to see for a long time now. Um, Terence Crawford is a guy that is undisputed champion down at super lightweight. He was lightweight champion as well. He's become weight champion, so he's a freeweight champion. And he's the first man in history trying to become an undisputed champion in two weight divisions in the four belt era. So there's, you know, there's, there's a lot on this fight. Errol Spence is unbeaten as well. He's the naturally bigger of the two. But I think the adaptability of Terence Crawford will win him this fight. You know, he boxes equally as good out of the southpaw stance as he does the orthodox stance. His timing is great. His boxing IQ is good. His punch selection is good. Errol Spence is the workhorse. He's the guy that looks to work the body, bring the hands down and draw his man into a fight. Fascinating fight. It's one of those. It is a flip of a coin, you know. It's one of those. It's, it's what you like. You know, we've all got an opinion, but none of us really know until that first bell wins. But this is one of the best fights in, in yeah, in, in recent years. Yeah. I mean, for, for people who know who these guys are, both unbeaten, you know, er, um, Terence Crawford, 39 and 0, 30 KOs. Errol Spence, 20, 28 and 0, 22 KOs. All on the line, all the marbles on the line. Can't wait for it. Breaking news, the boxer Conor Ben has been cleared to fight again by UCAD. It follows doping charges 10 months ago. UCAD have actually asked Conor Ben to face them. It's taken him nine months to do so. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that it's just all been sorted. 
um, and they've dealt with it the way they've dealt with it. But I think what we were asking for in the media was Conor Ben to face the British Boxing Board of Control, which he didn't want to do, which was making things worse for himself. To face UCAD, which he didn't want to do, was making things worse for himself. It took him nine months to do that. And that's where the problem lies. You know, so I think it was a... You know, it was a problem created bigger than it should have been, maybe because of the situation and the way that Conor Ben dealt with it. And so, you know, us as the media, we react to what we know. He failed two tests. You know, there was one in July, there was one in, at the end of August. The, the two tests that he had failed, and he had to prove his innocence. You know, it's called strict liability. You've got to, you've got to explain how that has got into your system. He's presented his evidence, and now UCAD seems to be happy with that. And it's just a shame it's taken as long as it has. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Talksport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent a Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle, and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. To mid-morning now, it's Jim White, Alex Crook and Peterborough United chairman Darren McAntony joined by Forest Green owner Dale Vince. Now, he joined the show to talk about the role he feels football can play in the climate crisis. He was also asked his thoughts on the criticism the club's received for its handling of Hannah Dingley's short stint in charge, with some claiming it was nothing more than just a PR stunt. It has a unique opportunity because football is a, is a platform. Uh, billions of people around the world follow football clubs. They follow football stars and they take their cues, their cues in life from them. And we've seen at Forest Green, the work we've done on the environment, on, on net zero and that kind of stuff has reached a global audience. And we've teamed up with the UN uh, to roll out a program for that sport for climate action, which is engaged now every major body of every sport in, in the world uh, in the same program. Together, we can reach billions of people. We've seen the effect on our fans. We've seen them buying electric cars, going veggie, vegan, solar panels, that kind of stuff. Football fans embrace this stuff when you put it to them in the right way. I don't think we're a lone voice. If you look around the world of football, there's stuff happening. You know, Barcelona are talking about turning their grass into diamonds, I think, which is really interesting. We make diamonds from atmospheric carbon, of course, is one of the things we do. Um, you know, all, all around the world, there are clubs picking this up as an issue. I mean, they understand the fans increasingly want to see them do something about it, you know, as, as uh, customers of all businesses do, you know, out there in, in the world of non-sport. Um, so I see it happening, uh, particularly if you look at what the UN are doing with Sport for Climate Action. I mean, it's, it's a massive movement now to engage the world of sport in this issue. I think the government um, passed up a really big opportunity with the appointment of the independent football regulator. We asked them to make sustainability part of the brief of that regulator 
and they flat out refused. We did try and approach you at this radio station when it became clear that Hannah Dingley wasn't to be kept on in her role as interim manager. A lot of people saw that as a bit of a PR stunt because it was an unusual step for you to take to actually formally unveil an interim manager standing next to you with the shirt. What would you say to people who see that as nothing but a cheap PR stunt? I would say that's insulting to Hannah, to the football club and all women in football, right? Because she was the best qualified coach in our club to take the interim role and we gave it to her. But did you need to, 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 to do all the publicity? As I say, it's very unusual when someone steps up for a, a short-term appointment to have a press conference, to be pictured next to the, the chairman <laughs> of know, the football club. You knew exactly what was going to happen, didn't you? No, no, I didn't know what was going to happen. Let me, let me, well, right, you, can, you, can, you can say I'm not telling I, you the truth. That's I, up I, to I you. Go, but listen, let me finish. Thank you. I, I, we had no idea it would blow up like it did. We had no choice about the press conference or the press attention and all of that stuff. We had a preseason friendly the same day that we made the appointment. I turned up there and there were 20, 30 uh, different media outlets there. We crammed them all in a room to get it all out of the way at the same time. And we held this most bizarre press conference. I felt like I was in an episode of Ted Lasso, but we didn't expect that, but we just dealt with it and then we tried to move on. All right, thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so do whatever you can to get your hands on it. That's legal. Don't do anything illegal. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.